2: Oh, the trailer's playing? Yeah, can you hear it? Oh. uh, No, Jack, get out of the car. No! Uh, I'm Russian. I enjoy cirrhosis. Oh! Hey, here's a motorcycle we just met. I bet that won't show up later in the film. Oh, God, don't...
0: Welcome to the Next Reel, everybody. It's our special monthly film board. Usual Gang of Thugs is here. To my left, Steve Sarmento. Good evening, everyone. <laughs> what, was, what was that exactly? Even b- evening. <laughs> and we, have, uh, we have Thomas W. Handsome the Third. Tommy Metz, how are you, my friend?
2: Hello, friends.
0: It's great to be here. Uh, excellent to have you. And Chad Stoops, back from the dead. World-famous actor, extraordinaire, comedian comedian not a comedian <laughs> chad stoops how are you
3: i'm a young female comedian <laughs> thank you peter <laughs> <laughs> on the rise <laughs>
0: so merely to illustrate my enthusiasm for having you back on the show uh,
3: welcome and back and young lady Talking, to you a- <laughs> talking <laughs> this again. and uh
0: and uh, and andy nelson
3: Ooh-hoo. Ooh-hoo.
0: Oh. <laughs> hi andy Hello. Are you excited to talk about this film tonight? Andy? I
1: love movies in January.
0: <laughs> I think I think that
1: was sarcastic. We're going to wait and see.
0: We are talking about Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit uh, this evening. We're going to take on uh, Jack, or the latest, the fifth installment of the Jack Ryan uh, catalog uh, shortly. But first... Uh, we're gonna kick around the Oscars Oscar nominations came out last week and we haven't had a chance Andy and I uh, had I think exercised great restraint uh, in the show this week not talking about the Oscars we wanted to but we didn't because we wanted to hold off and see what you lot thought of them first uh, so who wants to start let's uh, let's kick around how we uh, our reactions to the 20 uh, 2013 2014 Oscar nominations. Best
3: picture. What do we think?
0: So many
2: snubs and flubs.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I'm going to hear about that. Let's talk about that. So what did get nominated? So just the, the list that, uh, of, of films. We've got nine films. Uh, American Hustle, Captain Phillips, Dallas Buyers Club, Gravity, Her, Nebraska, Philomena, 12 Years a Slave, and The Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, what, uh, Tom, tell me, uh, tell me more about that. What do you think got snubbed? What do you feel like shouldn't be in there?
2: Um, <laughs> um, I was surprised that James Gandolfini wasn't uh, nominated. I didn't see the movie, so I'm going to stop that sentence. Um, I also thought that Tom Hanks would get one for Captain Phillips. Uh, I like the, the roundup of the movies that were nominated. I think they were a really strong field. There were other ones, uh, smaller films like The Spectacular Now which I really felt deserved a nomination personally. But for the most part, uh, I was pretty happy.
0: Well, that sounds much uh, more optimistic
2: than I thought you were going to be.
0: I thought you were going to be a little more cantankerous.
2: I just really like the phrase snubs and flubs. (laughs) got (laughs) to (laughs) be honest.
0: Excellent. Steve, come on. You usually have something. Yeah, no, what's really interesting is this
4: is the third consecutive Best Picture nomination for uh, David O. Russell directed film. And uh, I did a little bit of digging to see who else has pulled that off. And the only other ones that, I, that I've that i been able to find in, in recent times was uh, Peter Jackson for all three of Lord of the Rings films, but then also uh, Clint Eastwood uh, back when uh, he did Mystic River, Million Dollar Baby, and Letters from Iwo Jima. All three of those were consecutive films nominated for Best Picture. But what David L. Russell does have is I think in each of those Uh, his past three films that have been nominated, he's got at least three actors that have been nominated for best actor also. So he is just on a roll. So I'm I'm kind of interested to see how that pans out for him this year. Uh, See if there's any surprises. I I think, uh, you know, the supporting actress, you've got Jennifer Lawrence and Julia Roberts sort of in there. They've already won – before and I think that that field is going to be interesting uh, with the best supporting actress nominations to see which way that that one goes So uh, and then of course I'm very excited uh, that for the best original song for uh, Frozen that we would have a song if that wins best Oscar uh, for best song we've got uh, Robert Lopez who would have pulled off an EGOT so winning an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony if that song wins for best original song so I'm kind of interested to see how that plays out. I don't know that any of the other songs really have much of a chance because it seems like Frozen has just been dominating uh you know that 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 area. Which Although is too- not a Golden Globes. Yeah. No, well. I-
0: <laughs> Who
4: counts the Golden Globes for anything? They're all just
0: Everybody oh, I- else.
4: <laughs> I know.
0: Uh- uh, I don't know. I, I, I think I, I don't know. I've been I, I hope I kind of I know that you're and you posted about that the egot and I I, I get that it would be, it would be interesting. I'm still uh, uh, shooting her hoping for Farrell Williams for Happy from Despicable Me 2. I love Despicable Me. That too. was great. That was just amazing. terrific, terrific film and a great song. So amazing. Um. Okay, uh, Chad. Uh, what do you think? How the uh,
3: uh, you know I really loved. Emma Thompson in um, saving Mr. banks I thought she did a phenomenal job she wasn't she wasn't nominated i thought uh I thought for sure Robert Redford might get you know something in there but i thought I think that, that he mentioned it too at the Sundance that he they just didn't it wasn't uh uh the marketing on that was really horrible or something he'd said he said it he didn't it, it didn't surprise him but um I mean that was a one man performance that it should have been at least, you know, I mean, I, I it should have been up there. But, again, I haven't seen every one of these movies, but uh, 12 Years a Slave, I think, is great. I think, like, like, uh, like Tom was saying, I think the list is good. It's just, I think, uh, I, you know, it would have been nice to see some of these other, and you're saying for Best Picture, not Best Actor or actress yet, but, um, you know, I was a little... I was, I guess, you know, seeing, and also, I, I think it's really tough for me watching Jennifer... <laughs> Uh, Jennifer Lawrence, watching her in these these movies where she's just, I think she's just slightly too young to be playing these characters. She does a great job, but they're just, it's just there's a there's an age difference there that it, that I think you know it doesn't it doesn't quite fit her. Although she does do an excellent job in it, I just feel like when I've watched her, I just feel like she's wearing an oversized jacket watching her <laughs> play these <laughs> watching her play these roles that shouldn't. She's not old enough to play that role yet. You know, it's not that she's, you know, with the years that she would need for us to believe that she is that person. Exactly. You know, like, well, OK, you're you're old enough to play. You know, you're I to wonder though,
0: I wonder how much of that is because she's been in this, you know, these teen blockbusters. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're, I, I was sort of thinking that, too. But now I'm, you know, with Catching Fire, I'm sort of thinking, wow, she's seems too old for this role. to me. That
1: role. She is, yeah. She is 16 yeah. years younger than Amy Adams and Christian Bale yeah oh wow 16 yeah 16 years yeah mm-hmm. uh, but a lot from
0: of an, years. from an actor's perspective you uh you think this uh, that redford should have gotten a, a nomination
3: i think he should he should have gotten a nod you know he should have gotten in there he's you think so you're he, saying
0: he hasn't had enough
3: yeah he hasn't had enough what's like tom hanks has he had enough i don't know he's up there <laughs> He does a great job. I mean, he does he does solid work all the time. I think after a while it's just hard to you probably just wanting to have another person in there cuz it's just not fair cuz he's just so good. But um like Emma Thompson, I mean, I think she did I don't know if did you guys see? Did you guys did you guys see saving Mr. Banks? Did you guys I really have like seen movie? that one yet. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was, a, I thought it was I absolutely agree that, that was a that was a slight
3: uh, in my view. Just for her, it was. I just thought she was so dead on with that character and who she did. I mean, every part of it, I I totally bought. I thought she did a wonderful job. I just and a James Gandolfini. I haven't seen that either, but I mean, from what I've heard, that was an exceptionally amazing movie and his performance. Since you know, and maybe it's one of those things where he died, and so we should all give him an award because he was a great actor. You know, anyway, but. um
2: Honestly, that's why I thought he would get the nomination. Whether I'd see the movie or not, the Oscars are so much of an apologist kind of award ceremony sometimes. Like, we, you know, we don't give Scorsese the award for Goodfellas, so we have to give it to him for The Departed, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I just always assumed that we would give him a nomination for that kind of reason. Uh, as far as a, a snub, I would think that Best Director for... Ooh, don't have the proper noun. J.C. Shandor,
1: mm-hmm.
2: going on along. Uh, all is lost. Um, the director of that, because as I understand it, the screenplay is about thirty-five to forty pages long. Yeah, I'd heard it because was even less than that. Even less yeah. than that. So that's it. Kind of seems like, by definition, that is direction. <laughs> like how strong that directing is. Uh, I would think that he he would maybe. Uh, owe something, you know, would be owed something more than maybe, although I'm a big fan of Alexander Payne, his director nomination for Nebraska, I I thought there were other people that were maybe better suited.
0: Yeah, and you know, I want to talk about Nebraska too. Andy and I had a conversation about that one. I You know, I think on this topic of All Is Lost, I, I it, it's almost to me a bigger snub that it was only nominated for sound editing, which... Sound is uh, particularly in that film, in a film where I mean that's it's enormously important. But I, I think to your to all of your points, I think that's uh, uh, there's there's a lot missing when that's the only thing that that film merits.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Let's, let's talk about Nebraska a little bit. What do you think about uh, first of all? What do you think about Bruce Dern? Nobody I thinks love- anything about Bruce Dern in Nebraska. I
3: wish you were my grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I love that man.
4: Well, I, I, I haven't seen it, but, you know, going to, to Tom's point, I think this is, you know, is this that role where it's, it's, you know, Bruce Stern has given a, you know, I, I haven't seen it, but, you know, apparently a, a very solid performance. Is this going to be the last opportunity for him to be really recognized? So is, is the Oscar going to go to him or, you know, who, looking at who else is in that field? You know, that's one of those ones where it's, it's tough for me to pick because I could see that going to Bruce Stern and not, not to discredit his performance here, but it's, he's at that point in his career where sometimes that becomes
1: a factor.
0: Yeah. It, it's like the, uh, it's, it's, it's practically the honorary. Yes. Uh, honorary. It's like, award.
1: well, it's like Peter O'Toole back in 07 getting nominated for Venus. Yes. It, you know, it does feel like, you know, they've done such a great body of work and this is a nice comeback. So we'll give him a nomination, even yeah. though, I mean, I really enjoyed Nebraska, but I would probably put Tom Hanks in there over Bruce Stern. Right.
0: Well, and what, what do you, what were you, uh, what do we talk about with Will Forte? I mean, that I, you know, I think in terms of my enjoyment of that film, it was marked more by my genuine surprise in in Will Forte's performance, this uh, more than than my general expectation of Bruce Stern.
1: I just don't know who I'd cut out of the supporting actor category. Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe Barkhad Abdi only because, you know, it's his only thing he's ever done. And and Will Forte, I know at least that he's kind of changed in order to play that role.
0: I think actually that makes supporting actor uh, maybe one of the more interesting races. Uh, it always having, is. <laughs> I think it, yeah. uh, it's
2: always you, the best race, I feel.
0: It it really is, and this year is is certainly no different. I you know I'm a uh, on the record a huge fan of Jonah Hill, um, <laughs> but I thought yeah. uh, Jared Leto was uh, no
2: laughs. I'm just...
0: <laughs> don't laugh. That's not a laugh line. It Who
2: laughed? I thought Jared Leto. I thought Jared. Or I'm sorry. I thought Jonah Hill in Wolf of Wall Street was fantastic. <laughs>
0: I
3: he too. was. He was. He was fantastic. He was. His, his
1: his teeth should what? have been nominated. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, Jared Leto, like, I thought was a, 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 you know was a terrific performance. Dallas spires Club, of course. Michael Fassbender is going to get nominated. Uh, Bradley Cooper is a nice nod, but Barkhad Abdi is a is, is, is I, I think it's a it's an interesting uh, adds an interesting element of complexity to the decision.
3: Yeah,
0: your thoughts? Yeah.
3: go. I think a win. I think Barkhad a win. There we it no. go. It's, oh.
0: it's on the record. We have our
3: first. We have our just, first. Pick. Just because it, it is so odd, it's like watching the piano and the little. Uh, G, G, who won the, for the piano? That little girl. Anna Packwin. Anna Packwin. Yeah, Paquin, uh, Anna. It, it was just like so bizarre. She won, and then, but it. Then again, it was you know she did an amazing job, and it was unique to what you know to what she did. It was very. Unique. I think the same thing here. It's just so. It's such a category. It's it's he's so different from all the others. So different. And Jonah Hill's been. Jonah Hill's progressively been doing much, you know, his work has, you know, been, you know, he has a great range and as an actor, he does, he, he shows it. it's, it's, he does a great job and he's great at slipping in the comedy while he's, he's also, you know, maintaining the, you know, the dramatic elements of a movie. He's great at having both of those at the same time. I mean, he, watching Wolf of Wall Street, he just, he was, he was the laughing moments in those movies when they needed to have them. But, um, I don't know. I mean, well, it would be.
4: I I, 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 I hate to interrupt, but I think you know the the thing to consider with Wolf of Wall Street is just s- sort of all the backlash yeah. against that that movie that may go against that, and then you know, so I think you have to account for that. So he he may be deserving, he may not get it because of just sort of the tension around that film at this point. And I think Fassbender, I think he's one that. I can see in a few more years him, you know, best actor for something. I think that's coming down the road for him, and I think people may wait for for that right role for him, that he's got that potential. So that's why I, th- I think it, and I, I well, so I, I count those two sort of out of the running. And so then, yeah, Bradley Cooper, I, I don't know. Jared Leto. Chance. Yeah, I, so I think, yeah, I think we're going to have sort of a, you know, a, you know, this one time role, we'll see if he, if you know, if this becomes a career, but we've got that unknown sort of in the running that I think may be a surprise that may, may, uh, may end up winning.
2: I think the I think, thing that's going to be the most interesting thing about this Oscars because Oscars love sweeps. I was just going to uh, say yeah. that. I'm so glad you mentioned yeah, it's that. True. What? I think that this Oscars is not going to be a sweep because it's a really, really strong field. Like, for, like I feel yeah. very strongly Jared Leto is going to win for Best Supporting Actor. Uh, I think for Best Actor, Chiwetel uh, Ejiofor has it in the bag. It's going to be... But, I mean, but those two films, I think 12 Years a Slave is going to win Best Picture, but not Best Director. I think it's going to be across the board in a really exciting way.
1: Yeah. Be I'm moment. wondering... I'm wondering if Jared Leto—I um, honestly don't know when the Oscar votes are in, but I'm wondering if his speech, uh, the backlash for his speech at the Golden Globes is affecting anything.
2: Talk what did he that. say at the Golden Globes? Uh,
1: well, he, he just—in a weird way, it just seemed like he was distancing himself from the character that he portrayed. I mean, he didn't acknowledge— the struggle that anyone with, who is transgender, transgendered goes through. He just, like, commented about how tough it was waxing his entire body, and thank <laughs> God he didn't have to do his, a, a Brazilian wax and all this sort of stuff. And it just, it was a very odd speech when he won. And I didn't think much of it, but then I, was, I, I read an article where, you know, people were kind of, there's this little bit of backlash about it. So I, I don't know if it's going to affect, if that sort of thing affects it that much, but I thought it was an interesting type of
2: backlash it can <laughs> and he's he seems like a fairly insufferable person <laughs> he says he, did, he yes, says he uh, uh
0: he says uh i did not ever use any prosthetics in this film that tiny little brazilian bubble butt was all mine <laughs> gross <laughs> uh it, I, it was a very transformative role i had to do a lot of things to prepare one of the things i did was wax my entire body including my eyebrows uh, yeah. It's.
3: I, I love the way was, you read that.
0: Probably, <laughs> probably could have been. A, a, that that a can bit be a pitch.
1: That can be a new like fireside poetry reading uh, YouTube <laughs> YouTube trend. <laughs> Great Oscar speeches.
3: <laughs> it's so funny. Read by every, everyday people. <laughs> 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 that would be oh, funny. Oh, that would be funny.
0: Someone ought to start that.
4: And then the the other race that I'm sort of interested in and because we've, we've talked about gravity mm-hmm. and you know just that just that you know the way that film is put together and the, how the, ca- the role the camera work plays in that and i it's one of these ones because it is so so cutting edge you know is is that seen as more you know visual effects than cinematography and then you've also got roger deakins in the mix who's been nominated like nearly a dozen times and has never won uh, I don't know that Prisoners is the film that, that is that film that's going to get him that. But yeah, I, but is I, it
0: good enough for people to forget or, you know, to just to yeah. honor him with it?
4: Right. And that's so I'm kind of curious to see where where the votes go with gravity in terms of cinematography. It's going to go if it's going to go more technical, if it's going to get categorized that way, or if it's actually going to be, you know, understood that it was, you know, the work of the cinematographer
0: and the director that actually, you know, my which, my well, bet is- point. I, my bet's it's going to go technical. I I don't think yeah. this is. If it went cinematography, it would be transformative, and I don't think, uh, I don't think the industry is there yet. It's the same. It it would be like saying Andy Serkis gets a gets an Oscar for right. um, you know for <laughs> Apes or Gollum.
3: Yeah. Well, but 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 what, in, a, in another like just you know looking at Gravity, that the 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 direction of that was an actor in itself. I mean, he truly it was, it was unique in that way. You're right. If they notice it and if they actually grasp that as part of that, uh, part of it, because it was such a secluded, it was kind of, I mean, it was an outer space, uh, version of Castaway, in a weird way. It's just like, you know, you've got one person that does the whole work, but in another way, it's, it's your cap, your, you know, the way that they made everyone feel. And that was, you know, nothing short of the performances, but I'm saying that, you know, directing that, <laughs> the the way that the direction was in that, there was not a moment where you weren't, you know, it, you could have easily been, well, bored of outer space, you know, because when you're watching the preview, you're like, okay, this is really exciting. How more, more can it go? But gosh, you know, that was and that was that's a huge directorial feat that they did and you're right if they don't notice it that's that'll be like oh it's totally technical
0: well and i'm not saying that we're not going to notice it i just am saying they're not ready for it you know what i'm saying i mean that's, as an is, well is as that as a as a, uh, uh, as a cinematography award you know and i think if there's going to be a sweep likely gravity could do it you know sound editing sound mixing visual effects um uh, you know all of those were you know in that in those fields were particularly transformative uh, right.
1: but um well don't forget that life of pi which also is yeah. I, I think we talked about this i yeah, mean we did very much visual effects um won cinematography last year Oh, well, that's a that's yeah. a
0: great point that's very a great good point.
1: point i think gravity's going to get it you think so i you think, think it i think yep yeah.
0: i think it would be great i mean don't get me wrong yep. i i i'm rooting for it to get cinematography but i i'm not I'm not sold. I'm not, <laughs> you've not you? convinced me. I would sell you, yeah. <laughs> what you Uh Let's talk about uh, best uh, adapted screenplay. Uh, we've got Before Midnight, uh, <laughs> uh, Going Up Against Captain Phillips uh, by Billy Ray, Philomena by Steve Coogan and Jeff Pope, 12 Years a Slave by John Ridley and The Wolf of Wall Street, Terrence Winter.
2: I apologize. Why is Before Midnight an adapted screenplay? Because,
0: because,
4: because it's, it's a, a sequel. sequel. Yeah. So it's 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 characters that were created in another work. Because it was the same thing that I said. I said what adapted? What? The... Oh yeah.
2: That it's a means it's adapted just because yeah. anytime anytime a sequel is made, it's yeah. an adapted.
4: Yes, because yes. it's not wholly original material. The characters are existed prior to that screenplay. or.
0: Something huh. Like that. Yeah. I, I need to. Uh, I need to say an aside because I was going to make a joke about Garfield too, Um and <laughs> a that, tale of two kitties. A tale of two kitties. And then I needed to. Um, I, I needed to to sidetrack myself because it, did you guys get a chance to check out the Garfield Bill, two. the Bill, oh. <laughs> the Bill Murray, uh, AMA on Reddit uh, last night? No, no. It was no, not yes. yet. It did. was fantastic. <laughs> It was fantastic. We'll put the link in the show notes uh, over on the website, Next Reel, and you should all go check it out. It was great. He answered so—I mean, he was uh, absolutely perfect. Uh, everything you want Bill Murray to be in your life, he, that's the guy. He was fantastic. <laughs> and he, they told, they, everybody wanted him to tell the story about—you know, the supposed story where he goes up to some guy in Wendy's. Do you know this story? He oh. goes up to some guy in Wendy's and he he takes a French fry off his plate and eats it and looks at the guy and says, "No one's ever going to believe you." And then walks away. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so
0: it was like full of that kind of Bill Murray awesomeness. He was really fantastic. Oh. So, uh, we'll put the link to the show notes in that. It was great. All right, you were we were talking after uh, we get through uh, before midnight. Best adapted screenplay. What do you think? Twelve Years a Slave. Yeah, I think it's yeah. gonna.
4: Yeah, I think it's Twelve Years a Slave. Do you think the uh, the pressure is too
0: much for Terrence Winter, and uh,
4: yes, yeah, yeah, uh,
0: not enough for uh, Billy Ray, and hmm. I I
3: think think it's going to
0: be twelve years a slave for its for the perceived cultural impact alone.
2: (laughs) Are we talking about what we think will win or should? Yeah, you're you're making
0: well, okay. Do are they different?
2: for you? Um, yeah, I think The Wolf of Wall Street should win. I think 12 Years a Slave will win. Why do you think
0: The uh, Wolf of Wall Street yeah. should win?
2: Uh, because the way that he um, when he when uh, Terrence Winter started writing the script, he realized that it started to feel kind of like a Martin Scorsese, Goodfellas-ish kind of casino kind of film and with uh Martin Scorsese's Blessing, he wrote it as such. And I thought that the the amount of set pieces, the amount of everything, the amount of dialogue, everything, the screenplay is just, I would think, it. it I've read it, it's just dizzyingly good for Wolf of Wall Street to be able to make us kind of care about these amount of people and to have such, so many laughs and so many all this kind of stuff. I just thought it was amazing. Uh, Twelve Years a Slave is a very, very, very good screenplay, but it's just simpler for me. Mm. It's kind of like how I believe that Twelve Years a Slave, which again I loved very much, will win, and I think Gravity should win because mm. one changed cinema. One was more difficult.
0: Yeah. All right. I'll buy that. Mm. So by that you made your case, you may okay. you may pass. Uh, <laughs> writing original screenplay, we have American Hustle, uh, Eric uh, Warren Singer, David O. Russell, Blue Jasmine, uh, Woody Allen, uh, Dallas Buyers Club, Craig, Bort- Craig Borton and Melissa Wallach, Her, Spike Jones, Nebraska, Bob Nelson,
1: Andy, you first. I don't know I, if uh, of any category. I think this one just oddly. I, I usually really enjoy the writing. This one just kind of, I, I don't feel very excited by it. I mean, I haven't seen her or Blue Jasmine. Um, Woody Allen is, you know, kind of a hot and cold with me. This one didn't look that great to me. I it wasn't that excited. I enjoyed American Hustle. I don't think it was like, you know, the greatest script that I had uh, seen in a while. Same with Dallas Buyers Club. Same with Nebraska. So I don't know. I'm, I'm oddly not that excited about this category.
0: Hmm. Yeah. You know, I think I'm most interested in her in this one, uh, if only because I love the it's a refreshing take on a uh, a truly modern uh, romance. Uh, And and I think it approaches it in a in a challenging, uh, a complex topic for a lot of people in a very challenging and and interesting way. And um, it's it's quite beautiful.
1: Once I Um, see it, that's probably the one what I would say, too. I just haven't seen it yet. Yeah, from
3: the previews, I'd say her as well. <laughs> <laughs> Can we go off just the previews? <laughs> yeah, I, that's,
4: that's where I am, Chad. Which I, I think would be, be really it, funny. There should China.
3: be a category
0: yeah. for best trailer. Best trailer. What we
3: <laughs> thought it would be like. Yeah,
0: right. No, it's, it's uh, most misleading I, was, trait, I, I yes. will say
1: I was actually a little surprised that Inside Llewyn Davis didn't get nominated for original screenplay. I mean, oh, yes. it yeah, really yeah. got yeah. snubbed across the board yeah. um, every- in almost every category, which surprised me. I mean, it's not my favorite Coen Brothers film uh, like it is, seems to be for a lot of people, but I was at least expecting it to get an original screenplay nomination. Yes. I mean, if they'll nominate uh burn after reading come on
0: <laughs>
3: yeah yeah <laughs> yes agreed well, yeah
1: you
0: don't have to be so mean sounding about that. It's just really hard
4: well i think it yeah. i mean it just goes to show that this was a i mean there this year was really packed with some really quality films well and i think that you know, that
0: makes me nervous about films like captain phillips which i think should get more attention but i feel like yeah. won't
4: oh yeah there's, there's, There was just yeah. a, near the end of the year, there was a lot of films that, you know, I was, you know, and like I haven't gotten a chance to go see Walter Mitty. I was very excited about it. And there's just so much that sort of got, you know, just dumped into the end of the year that it just trying to catch up, uh, you know, with everything is just going to be a huge task. Uh, it seems like they, all these films you know there's a very small window when just it was just loaded with a lot of these films coming out and i i think that's why a lot of things are are going to be overlooked uh that probably do deserve a lot more attention than they they're they're getting
0: yeah
2: and i think that's going to change in the way i mean i'm surprised it didn't but obviously everything is locked in a year to two years ahead of time but with yeah. argo winning with gravity still having as much excuse me, uh, traction as it does, kind of like how pilot season is slowly going away for television. Yeah. I think that film's going to realize that they don't, that these kind of seasons, quote unquote, you know, don't exist anymore. Right. And now the best time to release a horror film is in like in April. Like nothing, nothing, you know, no one knows anything and all the old rules don't work. And I think that'll be better so we don't just have this huge glut of quality films waiting to get traction and then maybe going into wide release i hope that happens
4: oh yeah well i think that that started happening you saw summer films when you have things like iron man 3 coming out in what may or something like that where you know the summer season started a lot they started stretching that out a lot earlier and now like this year we've got captain america coming in april so they've really sort of broadened that out because they those films do need some of that Breathing space because there's just so much competition you know around holiday weekends and i think hopefully we do start to see some more of that so you you don't have these you know the dark months of like january february where it's like what there's there's nothing there and then it's just so crammed you know in o- other times of the year that we can get to that point where people will go to the movies you know any time of the year if there's a quality film there
2: here here we should call Hollywood. Fantastic.
0: Yeah, let's do that.
3: <laughs> who's, who's got, a, who's oh, got the phone number for Hollywood? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, number. And, the
0: number. And on that note, I, you know, I think uh, we should uh, do a subtle, uh, delicate transition segue. Speaking into, of Oscar-worthy. Speaking of Oscar-worthy, right. Yes. To our film of the <laughs> evening, the film board takes on Jack Ryan,
2: Shadow World. This is Cornerback, I have a situation. Somebody tried to kill me. Jack.
1: Jack. This
3: work
2: okay? Uh yeah. You know you sold this as an office job. Why don't you sit down? Now talk me through your very scary scenario. Keep in mind I don't have your PhD. Tokyo, London, the United States, it's going to be a wipeout. We'll never see it coming. You're not just an analyst anymore. You're operational now. Victor Chiravin is unpredictable.
4: You Americans like to think of yourselves as direct. Perhaps you are just rude. Perhaps you're
2: just touchy. Jack, you got another problem. What are you doing here?
3: You lied to me for three years. Come on, of course not.
2: Can we have a, a minute, please? No this is geopolitics not couples therapy
4: partnerships are delicate Mr. Ryan sometimes they end inviolably what
2: the hell is going on here sometimes the ones closest to us are the ones we should trust the least
1: we all have our secrets
0: Jack Ryan's shadow recruit oh goodness where do we start uh, at the I, end. start at the end start on we, 9-11 That's it, it does it, it in fact does yeah. uh, starts uh it really kicks off 9-11 the first you know this is um it's it's a reboot of uh of the franchise obviously it's a reboot of the franchise it 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 is the first uh jack ryan property not to be based on a tom clancy book uh and it is obviously the first um uh, to be played by chris pine uh, so I, I, you know, at, at the risk of, um, uh, opening up a particular can of worms, Tom, tell us what you really think.
2: Oh, um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know what that creepy giggle was. Um, I honestly, this one was a tough one for me because I generally go through my life never trying to use the word meh. M-E-H, because I feel like the kind of people that say meh a lot are the same kind of people that are like, it's not the best film that I've ever seen, but it's not the worst film I've ever seen. Like, I feel like I should have a real critique on it, and I came out of this film and kind of went, meh. I don't know. Like... It was diverting enough. I enjoyed parts of it. Um, And as soon as it was over, I had trouble remembering uh, almost any set piece or any action piece. If you're going to do a reboot, I would think it needs to have the responsibility to be much, much stronger than this, especially in the world of Born and with the reboot of James Bond. I just found it almost immediately forgettable. Mm. Sorry. Mm. Hmm. Kind of grinchy. I apologize. No, no,
0: no. I'm I'm very excited to see where this goes, Steve.
4: Well, it's interesting that Tom brings up James Bond because I really think that's what this felt like. Is it's it's Paramount trying to launch uh, like an American James Bond franchise? Because it, it it you know going back to those those set pieces, it's I think they're not memorable because they're just sort of shoehorned in there. I went back and watched um, you know Hunt for Red October, which I was just Completely caught off guard by the fact that that movie was PG. Uh, as I'm like, okay, so there was no, you don't, you know, there's not a lot of violence, you know, swearing, any of those things that it's going to get into PG-13 or R. It was just a really straightforward, you know, dialogue and character-driven, you know, suspenseful film. And I thought that that's what launched this whole piece. Then you know, Harrison Ford came on board, took it in an action direction, and now it's just it's become you know, trying to be something else. I'm like, get back to the roots of what this character is really about and give us that, you know, something different. Because as I sat down to watch this, I the questions I wanted to answer have answered were, you know, is this bringing anything new to the genre? What, what, what makes, why is this film even necessary? And those, you know, that's what I was waiting to see. And, well, we'll, we'll find out what my thoughts were. Is, is our...
3: Discussion
0: developed. Why teed up with why is this film even necessary? <laughs> Chad, where can you take it from there?
3: You guys are missing the point. That's why. <laughs> it's not an action movie. It's a date movie. Okay? It's about... It's The whole movie is not about Jack Ryan. It's about Jack Ryan and his girlfriend. That's what this movie was about. Fiance, On the side. Fiance. Fiance. Yeah, fiancé, fiancé. Get it straight. I'm oh, sorry, because we don't really... But the thing is, is like when you're watching after the, after the movie, I thought, you know what's really weird is this movie is actually really more about him and his fiance, but the rest of it is really his job and the background that's kind of getting in the way. And then, you know, the, if you see it like that, you're like, wow, this is a really exciting date movie. That's what you got to see because it's not, it's, it's, if you see it the other way around, which I was at first watching it, I was like, gosh, it's, this is not really an action movie. I don't buy And like when you said a James Bond movie, it's kind of interesting because he's not I don't see that being a James Bond movie. I don't see him even trying to make it a James Bond movie. He's not he's not even a character. I don't I don't see him as somebody I'd want to even see again as Jack Ryan. Like I wouldn't want to watch again and see Jack Ryan. I mean, I see all these characters, but I don't see like one character Jack Ryan being the being the hero of that film at all. Um it just seemed like a bunch of uh, people getting together uh to do some stunts and then there was a date movie along with it. So I didn't <laughs> I, I think, like that. I didn't really see it like that, but I think that's that's why it really didn't. Yeah, you're right. It, I mean, I think I think it it, it it um it lacked a lot. I wanted it to be more. I think it was it was very basic in a, in a lot of sense. You know, and in, in very you know there wasn't a lot. It was almost like the very. This was the very first action movie ever made. I could see that being exciting. <laughs> this was the first action movie. Wow, this is an all-glass-like... This is
0: really exciting by comparison to a very low standard.
2: Jake yeah. Ryan, first recruit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Andy, uh, Andy, where do you stand? Uh,
1: I mean, uh, yeah. I, I'm, I, think it, <laughs> I think you just said same... meh. <laughs> meh. It, it, well, okay, I came out of this, and uh, I think I was right along there with Tommy feeling... Okay, it entertained me for the time I was there. Um the uh but but it also felt very bland. It felt very much just kind of just this milk toast, you know, standard issue action film that just has to come out every few months or so. Uh, you know, it's funny. I, I I was reading or listening to an interview with Kenneth Branagh who was talking about how he really wanted to make this this tightly driven character-led thriller, and I, I feel like they kind of missed the boat on, on all those counts. I, I just don't feel like it, it was that tight. I, I don't think that it's, it's uh, really th- enough time spent with characters to make them interesting to me. And uh, I I didn't find it overly thrilling, except for one particular uh, action sequence uh, that I did enjoy. But for the most part, it just all felt like stuff i had seen before, and it was nothing surprising. And uh, weirdly enough, watching the trailer for this, I felt like there was going to be a big twist. And that twist never came. It just kind of all played out exactly as I guess I I expected. (laughs) And yeah. I was like, oh, okay, it, that's what they did with it. All right, then. And went on my merry way. So, you know, it was blandly entertaining for the time I was there, but uh, certainly immediately forgettable.
0: You know, I I think uh, I agree, uh, I think, on, on all points. I mean, I I, I think fundamentally they, they broke Jack Ryan a little bit for me. I mean, Jack Ryan is a it, – it's like, you know, it's like using a word – uh, to explain something when you don't actually know the definition of the word, do you know what I'm saying? Like, they Jack Ryan ha- means <laughs> something, right? He has a long legacy in in uh, these Clancy books. The movies uh, thus far have generally treated him with that that uh, with with some sort of respect, and then they broke him here. I mean, uh, I I'm with Steve. I went back and I watched. Uh, I, I didn't get all the way through uh, the Hunt for Red October, but. I was uh, also deeply surprised at how quickly I was taken into that movie, you know. It came out in 1990. It was a John McTiernan film. I mean, it was um it it was immediately engrossing and deeply entertaining, and much of that was because of the way uh, Alec Baldwin played this character who was deeply out of touch with his own body and his physical prowess, you know. I mean, he was a guy who was literally thrust into action. He was the it was the Great fish out of water kind of story, you know. It, it was not um, John McClane, you know what I mean. It it was not this this character who is already, uh, you know, experienced and physically, um, you know, capable, thrust into this otherwise action sequence. And and that's what made it so interesting. You're putting this guy in a really strange. Place, uh, and, and I think they did that so well. I think Harrison Ford really carried the torch quite well, and I, I uh, on in, in his uh, tenure as um, uh, you know as uh, uh, Jack Ryan. Uh, ben Affleck, I found sort of uh, you know I didn't it wasn't one of my favorite movies, but I think he even sort of captured that sort of physical clumsiness in in the story. And here we have Chris Pine, who is a, a physically capable actor. And they they play him as really physically capable and strong, and the way he drives that motorcycle like a like I mean he's he's a stunt driver uh, on this motorcycle. That chase is just it, it takes me right out of the movie and out of the character. I found I I really found that they treated the the character of Jack Ryan. I really wanted to to believe in this uh, in in this Jack Ryan. I wanted him to be the kind of reboot king that that everybody says he is. Um, and, and, I didn't get it. I, you know, I do think there's a reason for this movie and I liked the, um, I, I like that they took on, um, uh, financial terror in the way that they did, um, I don't like that they did it in such a way that was so full of of cliches that um, they they that there actually was a you have to sneak into the building and copy files onto a USB thumb drive like I (laughs) I had a real problem with that Uh, I didn't find any of those sort of action sequences as taut as I think they could have been I I, and you know what that I mean (laughs) yeah they got the bomb to go off in the water yeah you know (laughs) what are you gonna do
4: well and and Pete I think you're hitting right on the nose what the what the problems with this film are because it as you said you know with with Hunt for Red October, you've got you know sort of the fish out of water, and they they I was excited because they they even started with that where it's like okay he's been in combat he's injured it's taken him months to look, to get to walk again and I thought okay we've got this damaged guy who's now going to be at a desk job and he's this analyst I thought okay they're they're going back to the core they're being consistent with who this Jack Ryan character is and then we got these big action sequences where yeah he's you know zipping around on the motorcycle up, you know, on the wall. And I thought that's, that's not who this guy is. And that's not the movie I want to see. What I found more compelling, this speaks to, to Chad's point of it's about the relationship. To me, this was, you know, the parts in the beginning of the film where it's, he's having to negotiate, how do I live this double life? You know, how do I not get caught? How do I keep my relationship going while, well, you know, being deceitful? And, you know, even everybody he works with doesn't know what he's really doing because, you know, his, you know, where he's talking with his boss and he's like, look, you, you know, you, what are you doing here? He's like, well, this is what I do. He's like, but in that much detail, you know, we don't pay you to go that in depth. And it's, he's trying to, you know, balance that. And that I found an interesting aspect of the character. And at that point, I was thinking, oh, OK, you know, David Kepp did some writing on this. I'm like, OK, we're almost approaching this like a superhero origin story. Like this guy's got to figure out how he's going to balance these two lives and, and how he's going to be the guy that fights for truth, justice in the American way, but still has to be this ordinary guy. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm ready to go. And then, yeah, we just here's your typical yeah sneak in, you know get through security, USB, big chasing. I mean, when they've got his, uh, you know, both the I think all the action chase scenes at the end of the film, I just thought, well, I've you know, as Andy said, I've seen this before it didn't do anything new, it didn't add anything, and the stakes weren't, I, I wasn't in suspense, I wasn't, you know, I paid for my whole seat, Pete, and I was using all of it. I wasn't on the edge. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Steve Sarmento. <laughs> I was fully reclined saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. This has been, yeah. Oh. So I, I loved the uh. first half of this film, and then it fell apart. It reminded me almost of like our discussion last summer of The Wolverine, of interesting character that we're setting up, and then it just became a cliche. That was no not bolstered
0: happened. by, uh, by... Uh, really i mean there 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 isn't one sequence that stands out to me as a brilliant visual set piece yes uh, you, you know it was it, it just it, it, it was it wasn't novel in in really uh, apart from what they i think they tried to do and i i think this this may get to uh, some of the challenge of uh, of the story you know trying to go for this financial terror A bit may may have been a bridge too far when our expectations are, you know, at at the end there 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 should be a missile launched. If this is going to be a Russia America story, which again, need we, uh, you know, need we all board the good ship trite? uh, I I, I'm sort of (laughs) done with that. Um, But if if they're going to go on this this financial terror uh, bender, um, you know, did they face a challenge? in which they could not successfully raise the stakes high enough.
3: That was it. I think you nailed it. They, they couldn't. They couldn't complete what they thought that they were going to do with it because the stakes weren't high enough. The stakes, I mean, and that's, I think, where you're watching, you know, things that, I mean, they, they it's like when you, you're you dealing a hand, you're not going to show everybody what your hand is right away, but, I mean, like, the, the things that they had going for them is like, okay, we're going to try to, you know, we're going to try to manipulate, um, Kenneth Branagh's character, what was his name in the movie? It was, uh, whatever his name was.
2: Russian McRushney. Russian <laughs> McRusheny <laughs> In the movie, you know,
3: he's, you know, we're going to try to, we're kind of going to manipulate him. We're going to use my wife. Oh, that's cool. Okay. So his wife is on it, in on it. And it's just, they kept, ex- you know, they kept exposing their hand too quick. And you're like, oh, well, that's it. That's it. That's all. And it really was. And so you're sitting there with, oh, this is it. And so you're sitting there with Jack Ryan in the building in the office made of only glass, <laughs> <It's> like glass <laughs> office. And you, it's like, how did he even hide from the girl? I There's no place for him to hide anywhere. And then for him to escape, didn't make any sense. And you're watching going, him. I'm just going to duck. I'm going to kneel down. I'm going to become the carpet. Oh, it's just carpet. <laughs> what
2: is he going
0: to do? The, the transformation between, uh, you're not an analyst anymore, Jack, you're operational. I, yeah. I thought that was, you know, it was one of those things. It, I, oh I and what
4: wanted... about the dog? What yeah, about what about what, what happened
1: to the dog? The dog's oh, there and they
4: leave yeah. the dog.
1: Yeah, it became soup. He would be happy to find his way home. That's <laughs> yeah, right. What, is, that
4: what was, did he
2: say? Something
4: the, 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 yeah, silly. Yeah, the, the owners will be happy to find him tomorrow.
1: Or, yeah, it's so or silly.
2: I think well, I heard yeah. that the dog is getting his own reboot, if that helps.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: uh, what do we think? Uh, so gen- just uh, generally, what do we think of Chris Pine's Jack Ryan? Is there, is, I mean, I I already kind of lamented my sadness at, at, his, at the, how they broke him. What do you think?
1: Well, I think that, I mean, I I can't blame much on Chris Pine because, I mean, I like him as as Captain Kirk. I think he can be great in the role when it's written right. And I think what, what, you know, everyone here has been saying is that if this script kind of delivered on the promise that it started setting up at the start, it could have been the Jack Ryan movie that we were hoping for. It could have been that reboot that really had an interesting uh, story, and it just wasn't that. And I think Chris could have carried that. I mean, I enjoyed watching him and, and like at the end of the movie when he goes in to meet the president and that line, you know, can you ever wipe that Boy Scout, you know, whatever yeah. off your face? I actually I, I like that look on Chris's face and it seems like he does have that that eagerness that, you know, to start something like this. And I I, I feel like he could have been a good Jack Ryan if they if they actually wrote a script that that was worth it.
0: You know what I thought? One of one of the most uh, compelling sequences in the film, when he was uh, when he was thinking, on the plane. When his you know his wife his fiance was like watching and he was he was like trying to triangulate yeah. all these different vectors he was like, no you on the, your computer you Google search that and then you on you you go to Bing and do that and like he was like ordering them on where to search and what to look for uh, I thought that was actually a really great example of for me what you're getting to which is absolutely you know, Chris Pine carrying the the intellectual side of Jack Ryan in a way that I was I was pleased to see
4: exactly but, and that that scene was just it was far too rushed I wanted more of that I wanted right. Motorcycle car chase. I wanted more of, you know, to to slightly get into spoiler territory when you know the evil Russian has his has his fiancee, and he's like, "I need you to bring me the thing you've stolen." I thought, okay, let's not this let's not go into a car chase. This is the okay. I've got. I'm I'm not a man of action. I'm a I'm a guy who's going to analyze this and think, okay, where might he take her? What other information do we have? And that's how I wanted that resolved, not just. You know, I'm gonna grab a pipe and smash the windshield of the the vehicle. Which, to me, was you know, he's just told you he's put a light bulb in your f- fiance's mouth, and if it breaks, it's you know gonna wreak havoc on her you know lungs and everything. So yeah, let me just abruptly stop that vehicle by smashing in the windshield. I thought that's ridiculous. It just it it became this caricature, which when I saw him then become the analyst to figure out where this act of terror was going to occur, I thought you have that scene. You needed more of that. That's that's, what we all came to see. And that's a scene
2: that seems very rare. I was so surprised how long that scene went on. And I thought it was thrilling. I mean, you don't usually see the nuts and bolts of just sort of figuring things out in a movie like this. I maybe would have even liked it if it wasn't in a high car chase kind of a situation like you were saying of yeah. just let's see the nuts and bolts of what analysts really do and what the cia exactly. really does yeah. there's very little running yes. <laughs> as i understand it <laughs> yeah
0: yeah the, uh what do we think of uh let's let's talk about the handler the handler role is usually uh you know in, in um hunt for red october we had uh, uh was it uh James, James Earl, Jones, Earl Jones, right? James yeah. Earl Jones. Uh, and uh, let's see, the next one was Patriot Games. It was, uh, who was it in Patriot Games? Do we remember? Um, I think it was James Earl Jones again. Was it James Earl Jones? Yes, yes. Admiral Greer was yeah. was still oh. there, James Earl Jones. Oh, yeah. uh, we, it it transitioned in uh, some <laughs> of all fears to um, uh, Morgan, Freeman. Morgan Freeman, and uh, now... To Kevin Costner, and I would say, and the thing that makes me uh, uh, optimistic about this reboot in general is that Kevin Costner is is the only actor who signed a two picture deal, uh, and the next, uh, the next uh, Jack Ryan is uh, without remorse, which was based, which is a Tom Clancy book, and apparently oh, okay. was, um, it, you know, it was a, a favorite, uh, and so it has been. Uh, that's already in the agreement, so it's coming. Maybe we'll get back to some of the Clancy-esque intrigue uh, and the fact that this was an original property. May uh, You know, Andy, I, or Steve, I well, think one of you were talking about that. So, we Well, Without Remorse well. is
1: actually, chronologically, Without Remorse is the very first story in, in Jack Ryan's saga right. of all the books that Tom Clancy wrote. So it's interesting that they rebooted with this, and then they go back to Without Remorse, which is really... Tom Clancy's actual, which, which
0: is the right. origin, the superhero yeah. origin story, right? Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, the the uh, Kevin Costner, so he is signed for for that that film. Uh, he plays uh, Thomas Harper, uh, old two by four Costner. What do we think of of him as the handler? <laughs> <laughs> old
2: I liked two him. by four. <laughs> I liked him. Two by four Costner. <laughs> I really did. I thought he was. That's I thought awesome. he brought brought kind of a neat. Without overdoing it, kind of a broken down—not broken down, just a, a, a weariness. Weather, a weariness—that's yeah. a much yeah. better way to
1: say
4: it. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Thank you, Steve. We have that sh- when we've got the escape from the the building, and he's watching him and sort of cueing him in of where to go. But that he's also uh, an expert marksman. So there's this sense of, you know, here's here's the ex- the ex- the experienced agent who's you know now, you know, and he's he's. Yeah, he's weary. He's worn out, but he still has you know that history. He's got skills, but he's just not that man of action anymore. I thought it wasn't you know anything that, that blew me away, but I thought it it, it serviced the film well. Uh, I didn't have any problems with with his performance. I think Kevin Costner played Kevin Costner very well in this, and, and I had no issues with with his performance.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah, I I thought he was a great handler. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to surprise all and, y'all. And dog thief. Yeah, right.
0: I <laughs> and you know what I think? I like uh, I think I'm liking old Kevin Costner much better than young Ooh. young Kevin Costner. Mm, I sure. I found myself like I I absolutely agree with you and I think it it was uh it, it was his sequences that I found myself looking forward to. Uh I liked the the way he sort of was toying with Jack in the in the beginning during that sort of recruitment phase uh, I liked his his patriotism in spite of the, uh, the the weariness that I think he pulled off pretty well he was still you know I I, I still had some flashes of two by four but overall I, I really enjoyed uh, you know what I enjoyed I think the most was what they did with his character that they gave him a a much more of a physical presence in 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 the action sequences uh, yeah. that we haven't seen from the handler role uh, oh, you know, yeah. in the past, you know, yeah. they, giving him a gun and putting him kind of literally uh, over uh, Jack Ryan in these cases, rather than just sort of figuratively and intellectually Overwatch. over. Right. I, I found that, um, that really compelling. I like that kind of partnership that we see. And I, I liked the bit where they says, you know, you're, you're, you're per- the guy is going to be on a bench uh, in this square. That's where you need to go. And it turns out it was, Kevin Costner, that that direct interaction, I thought was a nice touch. Yeah, um, so I, I liked it. How about uh, Kira Knightley as uh, Kathy Mueller Mueller, the
3: fiance? She was kind of goofy. I, her teeth are crazy. She was goofy. <laughs> <laughs> they are. I could think of that too. I was like, someone needs some braces or a retainer.
4: Uh, you know, it's all those years out on the seas with the pirates just messed with her teeth. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. She just she she didn't quite fit there was something about it that just I mean I, I I like what they did with the character but her performance there were just times where it just felt
0: to quote Tom meh <laughs> Man, you know, I am totally with you. I thought she was just, it was a weird casting, especially when, uh, it, you know, you you read that the other, uh, you know, actresses that were in talks, uh, Felicity Jones, Evangeline Lilly, Kate Beckinsale, and Jessica Biel all in, in, you know, considered to play this role. And they landed on Kira Knightley, who looked just wildly out of place.
3: Which probably is what they were trying to go with. Because they wanted to go with somebody who was completely normal, and not this beauty. You yeah, I mean, like that. She's not beautiful, but she did. She looked kind of like, she looked like this, like the, like the kind of like the junior high sweetheart kind of thing. Like she's like, ah, why don't you love me? And like Jack Ryan, like you could tell, loved her, and you didn't know necessarily why. It was because Jack Ryan, you know, only because Jack Ryan would know why he loves her. And um,
2: right, I like that. yeah, that's right. That's you're right.
3: like, well, that, that makes sense. It's kind of like how love is, you know. Maybe we don't all love her, but. Jack Ryan sees something in her. I, I don't know what it is, but
2: well, that's
0: funny though. It's funny you should say that because I find like I do find uh, find her appealing in other films, and I think your your yeah. you guys your comments on her teeth, um, and you know I don't I think that her American accent, like her mouth got in the way of her accent. Yes, it was yes. it was just yeah. like clumsy, and it was hard to watch her try to move her lips all over the place to make <laughs> it sound American.
3: Oh that's true.
2: <laughs> and and why give why give her an American accent? Right? Why can't she just yeah. be her? I just I that all that all seems clunky and more difficult than it needs to be for me.
4: Right, and it would have even made sense because we when we first meet Jack Ryan in the film he he's was in, London, in London so yeah. so I mean <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah, when he it's injured it's it's later on when he meets her but it would have been a nice connection back to what was the impetus for him to to go into the Marines? You know, was he was in London, saw that, you know, saw nine eleven, decides to join the military. That connection would have made sense for the character. It would not have been anything that really even needed to be explained. Ugh, that totally we've got like that. A, a, an
1: awkward, you know, accent. There. I, I so, think well, if that anything, was it. It's, if yeah. anything is to it's to you know quote unquote remain true to the original true story. Yeah. yeah I mean that's that yes. would I would say is the only reason yes. that it makes sense right
0: well, but
2: but is that still yeah with the, is... the let's uh, quote unquote thing
0: yeah right with the liberties they already have taken with the character is that really what we're caring about <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, how about Kenneth Branagh playing the double role of director and Victor Cherovan?
4: Well, I, I do want to say this is when we first meet a villain, we know he's an evil genius if they're listening to opera. He's not just
1: a brute, <laughs> he's got <laughs> culture because he's listening to the opera. And, so he, and he's know. got. Yeah. a portrait of the waterloo up on his wall too <laughs> yes so he's not to it, no, it's, the it's, it's the not just a portrait of the Scott.
0: waterloo it's yeah. a giant portrait of the waterloo the size of the building
3: <laughs> yes
0: don't miss this audience we want you to note this uh how'd he do
2: what was he uh, being injected with
4: I'm yeah they were drawing blood, I think, for or it was something well, they, were, it just, was, they bring up his uh cirrhosis. With his, his, yeah, cirrhosis. Making,
3: cirrhosis.
0: Yeah. But he
2: but he put that into himself yeah. after he kicked oh, it, the ass was, out of that guy. What do you yeah.
0: what do you put into yourself when you have cirrhosis? I'll bet it was that. Probably yeah, liver funny. juice. Cirrhosis liver juice. It was liver <laughs> juice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> liver extract. <laughs> from somebody else. Uh. You guys uh, really? I mean, is that all? We have no no, com- no I, substantive I, comments. No, about I thought
2: he, I, I thought he was great, and I thought yeah. he was super super Russian and super <laughs> old school. Super Bond, Russian, super Russian, super old school Bond yeah. villain Russian. But also, Same I felt that, that the film went that came to life whenever he was on screen. I just love it. I mean, these kind of films for me are—they're built on the on the the bad guys, especially when you have someone who the film even says you're just a Boy Scout as a hero. Right. Then yeah. Then the most magnetic person is the person with the most and the least to gain, and in this, it's Kenneth Branagh, and I thought he was—I lo- thought he was a lot of fun.
3: Yeah, Kenneth Branagh. Is, I mean, he's so ca- classically trained. It's hard not to see when he is trying to. Because he he is a performer in his own right, just an amazing. If you've ever seen any of his, you know, Shakespeare movies, he does. He's the best. But you know, I think it's hard for it's not hard, but I think he tends to, and he does. He he's probably in ca- contrast to every other character in that movie. He's he's done more research, way more research than everyone else, and so it's he's got way more depth, and it's almost offsets the the movie with everybody else. Cause they just are trying to, you know, they're just trying to get through their lines. <laughs> and Kenneth Branagh's got like, you know, accent <laughs> and you know, everything about him is Russian. You know, just like, you know, his eyes and he's searing and he's deep and no one else is on that level. And it's just, it's, it's unfortunate really.
0: <laughs> I need no, to, it- uh, I need to add something really quickly. Okay. Uh, Andy's uh, computer just died. And so he was kicked off the call and oh, because okay. he's not on the call listening I want to make sure we make some comments about how dumb his computer is. Uh-huh. Okay. it's okay. a dumb computer.
2: Oh, my God. Andy's computer is so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> no one comes after me and says, how dumb is it? How, how dumb, dumb, dumb is, it? is it? Well, now I wish I would have thought of a punchline. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Steve, you were saying?
4: Uh, I was saying, the you know, going back to, you know, Kenneth Brana. it was there was that sort of cat and mouse with between you know him and, and Jack Ryan and those moments of when he shows up for the audit. And it's like, okay, you know he sent a man to kill you. He knows he sent a man to kill you, but yet here you are. And there's just that that sort of, you know, they each know and they're playing each other. And it was scenes like that where I thought, yes, this is the movie. It's that intellectual, yes. you know, play of, you know, even during dinner, you know, there's just this... That was the dynamic I wanted, but then it would, you know, then then it's a car chase. And again, I'm like, no, you don't chase the evil Russian villain. He's this brilliant mastermind. And so we've got to, it's outwitting each other and out strategizing each other. And there was that potential there. And it, it's. It failed. It failed. Game, you know, but it, up.
0: that was a then it got weird. Like the dinner was yeah. all weird. Like you can tell that they're like, well, we need to have the stereo. We need to we we have yeah. to do this thing where he is occupied, and so you know, but we don't want it to be stereotypically occupied. We're gonna have this. We're gonna have uh, Jack Ryan freak out in a very strange way and get uncharacteristically drunk and that's like wearing your like your yeah. head through your left armhole of your shirt yeah. like it just does yeah. not it just is not right and uh, and i feel like that just it, it takes those action sequ- it's it's a setup for an action sequence that goes sideways uh, if you're going to play the stereotypes, just play the stereotypes really, really well, yeah. uh, it, you know. And and in this case, they they, uh, they they you know they they tried for something that just uh, again to me it's I file this under how the how they broke Jack Ryan.
2: But um, I'd never for that whole sequence. I just never believed, and I apologize because this might it sounds like this might have been brought up. So please stop me if it has, but. One of my big problems with that entire sequence, while I did find it kind of thrilling during the time, I never believed for a second that the CIA would be okay with involving his (laughs) Non CIA ish <laughs> and all
0: wife. Fiance. Yeah. <laughs> who yeah. only I, just found out hours before that she was right. even, uh, right. even knew right. a guy who was in the CIA. Right. And
2: and also, I never believed that he would be the one to go in, especially because when he did infiltrate himself as, we're in spoiler territory, right? Of course. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. When he did go in as Russian McRussian, they had so many people in on the inside. Yeah. It kind of seemed like, the job could have been done by a lot of different people. That the right. machinations of the screenplay of making it, okay, yes, we have to involve your wife and or fiance, I'm sorry, and yes, you have to be the one to go into the building, even though you have no field experience, whatever. I just that always kept sort of bothering me. I just well, didn't buy it.
4: Yeah. Well, it, fortunately for him, that you know the the system he had to hack into was just you know slightly better than Andy's computer so it was just you know <laughs> easy for him to just you know bang away on the keyboard really really fast and I thought how convenient that he's on his laptop that you know is in English but it's going to interface with the Russian system so all the commands are in English and that he could just no right. problem hack into the the Russian piece and I you know th- the, yeah, the, the security guy, the, you know, with the face recognition. I'm like, hey, he's not, How is he going to get past that? Oh, well, they've got one of the security guards. I'm oh, like, well then, yeah.
2: the security guard. Why isn't he just? Why like, doesn't just he the go up the elevator. <laughs> or Go in there and yeah, yeah. there's a
1: lot of
0: things. So lest, the lest one we'd person be clear. that's
2: okay to be <laughs> able to be in the building is he the has, guy on the inside. <laughs> that's exactly right. right. He has
0: a uniform for crying out right. loud. Yeah. yeah.
2: Oh dear. Oh, oh, Andy. oh Andy. But Andy. it just
4: yeah, like I said, at the end of, it got off the rails. But I think you know, you know, Brana's performance, you know, he he does what he does well. And you know, Chad, you mentioned you know Shakespeare, uh, and that was something I was thinking about is watching this in terms of when he's directing films as well. You know, I I put all his Shakespeare films over off to the side and say, okay, looking at his non-Shakespearean films, <laughs> Thor. you know, you've got you've got Thor, which you know, yeah. this one, you know, yeah, I I put it slightly below Thor. Thor was. Enjoyable. I still had a lot of problems with Thor. Uh, Probably not as many as this. Uh, I haven't seen that many out. Although I going back to 1991, Dead Again is a film that I absolutely love. But I am not eager to watch again because I fear that it is that it has not aged well.
0: You should fear that. You should fear that.
4: But it it's one that I you know just really loved. You know. When that came out, and I, I didn't see his Frankenstein, that was something I was not interested in, in seeing as well. So, I, yeah. I I felt like with Thor and with this, he's he's shown the potential. I think the flaws mostly come from the script, and that maybe not so much his. His directing I think he was able to, to piece this together well with the material that he had well
0: Steve you you sent a, an email earlier about the, the you know how this script came to be you know we've already alluded to the fact that this was not based on a on a Clancy book and I contend that that's a that is a fundamental flaw in the film that they they missed one of the great brains of right. this kind yeah. of complex intrigue yeah. by creating yeah. an original property do you want to share a little bit about what you dug up? Oh, yeah, okay. this
4: was, this was, look, if you just go into your little trivia section on the IMDb for, for this film, you see that... Uh, so you've done orig- really hard. You're like, you're a yeah. full-on prism yeah. here to find it. I scrolled down and clicked on the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Who so, has time for Wikipedia? That, <laughs> yeah, I know. The, the original screenplay was written, uh, was entitled Dubai, and it was intended to be an action film starring Eric Bata. Uh, but then Paramount asked him to rewrite it and to change the lead character to Jack Ryan. So oh, yeah. So you know which I think you know that's something that I'm sort of torn because I'm kind of interested if they didn't have to squeeze the character into this Jack Ryan would there have been maybe something more interesting but I think that's probably where a lot of those action scenes came from was perhaps that original script and it just it became this you know it wasn't a strong enough film to live on its own. Well, let's use it to launch this Jack Ryan franchise, and I think some of those pieces may be those things Pete that we have so many issues with because it's sort of the remnants of that original original screenplay. you know that
2: happens so much more than we know. Oh, that sure. kind of recommissioning of stuff. Actually, when I yeah. I used to work, uh, one of my jobs uh, in production was I worked uh, uh, for John Woo's company, uh, um, and uh, the director John Woo, and we had de- been <laughs> developing <laughs> as opposed to this, as opposed to the right. key grip, John Woo. I don't know why I said that. I'm
4: and every time you turn on your computers, the doves just fly out of everywhere. <laughs> it totally, yeah.
2: Awesome. And every, we always had to have two mouses in both of our hands. Okay. Same, is that a deep cut? Okay. Anyways, um, we spent years uh, developing a script called Honor, Honor Among Thieves and went forever and ever and ever, uh, and then it finally got bought out, and that was the film that you guys saw that was called Oceans Twelve.
4: Oh, yeah. All of that stuff oh. about
2: the 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 uh, yeah. French other guy coming in to try to meet the stuff, all of that stuff was. A script that we were trying to make on our own, and then it officially got bought out. So, yeah.
0: well, yeah. and that's fascinating. And it, you know, if uh, you know if Andy's computer were any better, we would hear how he didn't like Oceans Twelve. But I, uh, Andy, I deep, and <laughs> Nelson, no, uh, I, I actually quite like that. Tom, what do you think is the is your sense on on uh, you know what that does to to the film, having it, you know, change hands, get developed, and then get, you know, get reprioritized as a as a part of a of an existing catalog series.
2: I think it's a. I think, I don't know. Did I, I mean, stump you? Did I stump no, you? This is no. A I just, I, it's a couple ways. Like I just kind of feel like I'm afraid that everything I'm about to say is such a cliche. But just Hollywood is so lazy and so scared mm. all yeah. the time. And so I mean this is this is another this is a reboot coming off of a reboot with with Ben Affleck, for instance. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. we just I think that their their feeling about a known property is so I think that they feel it is so important and I feel that that is exactly wrong. Well that yeah, I think
4: that's, don't that's really why care this... Yeah, you're going to leverage this known Jack Ryan character. Oh, it's a franchise. It's something people are familiar with. That's going to get butts in seats as opposed to, oh, here's this completely original, you know, political thriller uh, with that guy that people remember from that Hulk movie. And, oh, yeah, he was a time traveler guy. Uh, so, no, I mean, nothing that I, you know, nothing against Eric Bannett. Is he is he going to be that draw? Maybe, maybe not, and then it's not a known entity as far as the story, that's a big risk. So hey, let's let's make it a Jack Ryan thing. We know people we've got a built-in audience. And I think unfortunately with a lot of these properties, it 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 eases up it, people are gonna be familiar with the characters, okay, we don't have to do all that work, and it can lead to some some laziness that just I think weakens the story. I'd I'd rather yeah. see something
0: wholly Original. Original. That was exactly what yeah. I was going to say. I mean, who's to say if uh, Eric Banner was not would would or would not be able right. to pull off a, an original property right. like that? But the, the saddest part is that it was an original property, and it may yeah. have been able to stand on its own without the nonsense that uh, you know that they had to do to shoehorn Jack mm-hmm. Ryan the the character into here. Um, let's see. I am. Uh, we've as as you know we have lost Andy from the call. Everybody crossed themselves. Andy Andy um, Nelson Not and uh, we're going. <laughs> uh, so I, I have the uh, the really the great thrill of being able to run Flick Chart this evening. Uh, so I, this is no. a teaser. I'm pretty excited about this. Woo! Whoa, woo! Uh, woo! Uh, but uh, I, big job! Yeah, is it time? I did not quite yet. Not quite yet. Oh, I okay. want you to hang tight. We're going to do final I'm points, tight. and I only want to do final points. Uh, that just do a quick roundtable. Andy is sending me his uh, his final points via text, so they will be they will include uh, potentially emoticons. So uh, let's do. Uh, do we have anything else we want to talk about before we wrap up? Any other big points?
2: I am. I'm a huge fan of Kenneth Branagh, and I'm glad that he made a run for the big time. Um, and he's doing things like Thor and this. I hope that he – I would always wish that he could be more of a J.J. Abrams-ish kind of a thing of like when he directs something, holy cow, that's worth yeah. some tuning into.
4: Well, he does it with his Shakespeare, though. And that's the thing is he, he can really – He, he did. does that just uh, you know and will knock your socks off with it and do it so well and this it's it's always with thor and with this it's always just eh. it's, it's I, not breaking a new ground it's it's competent but it's not wow i just yeah and i want to see him break out and do bring that same amount of skill to you know this action genre that he's starting to branch out into to, to pull that off and just just wow us and it's it's not there it seems like he's always just painting in the lines, you know, can't, can't, can't move outside that.
2: So hopefully he's just getting his legs under him and then he can really bring something interesting. Like some, I think the last two, uh, mission impossible movies, I might be alone in this, but I think I thought they were phenomenal. Oh, Oh, amazing. amazing. Brad bird, Brad bird and, uh, JJ Abrams. And that seemed like someone of like at the top of their game, ready to, go into a genre that is much maligned or is usually yes. meh and then transcend right. it and i think he yeah. has the ability to do that and i'm waiting for that
1: i agree ah! no! it's, it's like a it's like a ghost
2: yeah has andy been behind uh. the whole time <laughs> Whole
0: time. Andy, uh, I'm so glad you're back. We're just doing uh, uh, we're just doing our final thoughts, and i I haven't said anything about yours that you texted me, and so you can do them yourself.
1: Okay. Oh, thank you since i missed you to... missed
0: miss <laughs> like twenty minutes. So.
1: yeah, what <laughs> well, can I say? we okay. I will tell
0: you we have not talked about either of the things that you talked about you you sent me.
1: Okay, well, first of all, in the first action sequence, was it just me, or did, like, half the employees in that building of, of uh, Kenneth Branagh seem to be like moles working for Kevin Costner? Oh, yeah, I take it's, it back. We like, did talk about that. Oh, you did talk about that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No. You're, you, just you, to bring it up again. Yeah, you're right. That
0: was good. But why did they need Jack to go in? And, and we did that. They uh, already had some. Yeah, there's you know, no reason there. for him to
1: go in. I mean, the guy working the freaking eye scanner thing, the face right, recognition. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well,
0: <laughs> okay. And second, which I think is the it's more like,
2: important
1: point. Was it was it just me or was that Mikhail Barishnikov playing it like it
2: was the... Mikhail Barishnikov. I thought wow. that was so exciting.
1: He's not credited, so it yeah it kind of threw me, but I was like, Ah, it, that did. I was expecting him to like do a little dance move, a little white knights act. <laughs> white
2: knights, but, <laughs> white knights. Where, what, part? what part are we? He talking played about?
1: The, the, the,
2: was the Kremlin guy.
1: Yeah, the the guy who the... you know had Kenneth Branagh shot at the end. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Whoa. In the van, in the Jeep, the guy who. That, uh, was, him. that was him.
2: That was him. Yeah,
1: yeah. That
2: was the guy that when you were watching the movie, you were like, that guy kind of looks crazy like Mikhail Brushnikov. <laughs> that's, <what, laughs> that's how I felt. I was it like, <laughs> like,
3: they, were, like they, were, they were going through a drive through, though, when they did it. <laughs> we'll have two burgers and <laughs> bam! Well,
2: at
4: first I was like, why is that? I just first time we saw that character I go michael douglas is in this film oh wait no that's not because he just had a glance i'm like he's familiar and i couldn't place it i'm like there <laughs> we go okay thank you for
1: yeah i did these weird things i don't know
3: I, do you guys think that russia is going to really just continue to hate our movies because we just they're always the bad guys in all of our movies
1: well, see, we can we can make fun of the Russians in movies like this again because we're too afraid to do it with the Chinese,
2: right? Yes. <laughs>
1: right, yeah, bad Chinese people. <laughs> was it what was the one they— uh, the Red the latest reboot? Yeah, Red Dawn, where they they right. were terrified of of offending their the Chinese, Chinese people, system. so they they made everyone look like North Koreans.
2: After so, the film, yeah, they re <laughs> they with CGI, they made everyone North Koreans, yeah, who nice. I think we can all agree. <laughs> And that is a little bit difficult. There's <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of rotoscoping
1: involved there.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. Andy, other final, uh, since you have the floor, other final thoughts on this film before we get to. Our, well,
1: our I, I guess I would say, um, you know, uh based on the po- the uh, link that Steve had sent us earlier maybe it does seem fitting that this is the first movie to be given the AARP Movies for Grownups <gasps> seal
2: i'm so glad you
0: said that <laughs> oh my gosh i completely I forgot, forgot that. that's right but uh, w- did you guys happen to look around because uh, steve uh, first of all steve would you t- uh, what was that talk about that cuz this is really important <laughs> Really, super important.
4: Well, <laughs> well I, Pete, just like you, I thought it was like Pete, I sent this, and Pete's like, "Is this from the Onion? This can't be real." But no, I guess AARP has you know categorized this. They've got a new label called Movies for Grownups. It's like the good housekeeping seal of approval. It's it, I, they used to do a a film review that they launched back in two thousand two, and they've they've modified it into this thing. And it, and I thought, okay and again when i heard that i thought oh it's going to be like hunt for red october this is a serious thoughtful film and i i you know i haven't spent that much time looking at it and maybe it's cuz kevin costner's 60 and he's at retirement age that they you know i i don't know it was just an odd thing we can put it in the show notes i guess oh yeah oh it's it. going it's, in the show notes i mean it just has to be <laughs> it has to be selected by an editorial team and they screen all these films and it just has Distinct relevance for the to the fifty plus audience, and I and it, I, I was baffled by what, what this because everybody that's older than fifty thinks of Russia still as the bad guys and Kevin Costner as a hero, and maybe that maybe they saw a completely different film, maybe they thought of it, you know this. Well, this because is really the Jack Ryan character just keeps getting in the way of Kevin Costner getting his
0: job done. That is absolutely it. And I don't know if you looked around, <laughs> but everyone in the theater with me was over fifty. I was easily the
1: youngest person in the <laughs> me theater.
0: Too. Uh, me too. Seriously. Yeah. Me
1: too. I I will say I had a family walk in midway through the movie with about six kids. The youngest was probably three, and they talked for the last half of the film, oh. and I was livid. <laughs>
2: Well I think I think it's might be in part because none of them know how their phones work, so her <laughs> would never be an option. That's so
3: true. Yeah.
2: Uh okay I had, I had
3: two old ladies in the front of me commentating. I'm not kidding through the through most of it.
0: Yeah. Because it's movies awesome. for grown ups. They, right. they had to to talk about it. Uh what, Chad, final uh, final thoughts on the film
3: from you. Um yeah. <laughs> 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 hey, hey! That, can I since since I was gone, since I
1: was gone for a while, did, can I just ask real quick? Did you guys bring up Dubai and that whole thing? No, we didn't. Oh, yeah,
4: you're talking about the the original script that it the was based stuff. Oh, of, yeah, we yeah, did we, talk yeah, about we, that, but not okay. the
0: not the country. Okay,
1: no, no, not the country, no. but just one. Uh, sorry, my, oh, sorry, Chad, not to interrupt, but I before I want to finish my final thoughts, I, I have to say there was one note where. Apparently, one of the scenes that the studio had requested Kenneth Branagh cut because they were trying to make budget cuts was the first quote-unquote action scene, which is the Afghanistan scene, which I guess is kind of a a little bit of a character background sort of thing. They felt like it wasn't necessary. And I have to say— one of my biggest problems with the film, I think, is just the studio clearly was looking at things incorrectly through the whole course of the film, if they're going after let's cut this this character action scene because you just clearly don't need it, and you can save money there it that to me speaks volumes about why the film doesn't work
3: because oh, they didn't know what in. the film was about in the beginning yeah, yeah they, they, sure. they yeah, exactly, and we still don't know what the movie's about so <laughs> <laughs> no right. it's it's you know okay, I think Pete, you said something that. For some reason stuck out a lot to me and for some reason it, it, it makes so much it kind of encapsulizes this entire thing that we're talking about is seeing him get on that motorcycle was so awkward to me it was like watching a guy in, on stilts it was like watching a guy do something he's not supposed to be doing and they're having them do stunt work on it. Like, wow, he's riding up the side of a wall. What else can he do <laughs> that we right. don't know about? He rode a it, wall. And when I watched that and I thought about that, I was, I was convinced. Like, at that, at that point, too, I was like, this movie doesn't fit. It's a square hole in a round peg. It doesn't fit itself. What it's trying to say doesn't say. It doesn't read at all. And so I think that's that's how I got from what I got from it. Like I like I I think Andy said Chris Pine I think is a great actor. I think Kenneth Branagh is an amazing actor. I think they could have done so much better. I think like Kevin Costner, like you said, nailed it. I think he was he was a lot greater to watch in this movie. Maybe I've never seen before, but they they do all these great performances, you know, in a in a in a a, a, not a very well written, you know, play or screenplay. So Yeah. yeah, Steve.
4: You know, I think we've covered this. There's there's really not that much to say about this film. It's, I mean, I I agree. I I enjoyed it while I was watching it, but it's one that you know, going back to you know Ben Affleck and some of all fears, it's one that I uh, I watched, but I, I don't know that I'll ever have a strong desire to see it again, and I'll probably forget about it or confuse it with a couple other films because it just doesn't do anything new. And going back, you know, was this film necessary? The first part of it was cut that off slap it on to you know the the next one they're gonna do it didn't do anything new for the genre it wasn't really necessary it's enjoyable to you know if it came on tv there's nothing wrong with watching it you'll be entertained but nothing more than that all
0: right i you know i'm i i agree uh but i will say uh, while the film itself, I was really looking forward to it, and it absolutely didn't live up to my expectations. I think everybody uh, said I, I, I really I do like Chris Pine, and I I liked Kevin Costner, and I I liked Kenneth Branagh, and I like Kira Knightley with uh, her normal accent, and uh, I think they had a lot of pieces that they could have done better with. It makes me really look forward to, without remorse. I hope that that comes together. So uh, well. that's it, and and from there, Andy, are you set? I am. Are you ready, uh, Tom? Are you ready? Yeah. What's that? Thanks, we're go. We're doing Flick Chart. Sing, sing your song. What?
2: Tom. Oh, Flick Chart, Flick Chart. Put on a helmet. It's Flick Chart time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't remember the original lyrics. That's okay. You can always download the. You can always
0: download the original uh, on the blog. There is a ringtone of Tom doing the Flick Chart song. So if you want Tom. To ring every time your phone rings, you can Who put doesn't? in singing the. <laughs> singing the flick chart That's song. awesome.
1: Uh, and uh, there you go. All right, here we go: Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit or Inside Man.
4: Inside, Inside man.
1: man. I think that's pretty.
2: Inside Man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit or The Hobbit: An Unexpected Journey. The Hobbit.
2: Uh. <laughs> which which Hobbit was that? The first one. That's the first. The one? first
4: one with all the dishes and singing. And, oh,
2: then yeah. this movie, Jack Ryan, uh, Shadow Monster. Jake. I'll, I'll Jake still
1: do Ryan. the Hobbit because come on, just for the scene where he's with Gollum and he finds the ring. If yeah. Oh, know I it's, it's that the hobbit that Yeah, You're like, hobbit.
3: Like, I love that scene. It's a lot more effort in the Hobbit, right? Yes. Even though it's yes. like, you know.
1: All right. Jack Ryan or your next Pete's favorite movie of all <laughs> time. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You got to say
3: totally,
1: your next. It totally is your next.
2: Uh, Jake Ryan. Shadow really? Monster. I'm going. I'm going. Really? Jake Tommy, Ryan. Jake you're, Ryan, the, you're the
4: horror Monster. fan and you would pick yeah. Jack nope. Ryan over. Your,
2: I have. Weren't we on the same podcast? I was really let down by your next. Oh, I was super left. I'm a huge horror fan. I'm That's when and Tom I... and
0: I became friends. Oh, <laughs> exactly. all right. It's the only I thing pick, I have.
2: But I pick your next because it's fun and it
4: did something unique and original within its genre and played with the conventions of the genre. Whereas this was just meh.
0: And you delight in being on the wrong side of
1: history. <laughs> I'm, I'm forty-eight frames per <laughs> for second.
0: Forty-eight frames <laughs> per <laughs> for second. <laughs>
1: Uh, Chad, what are you? Which one? I, I, you're next. Okay, you're next then. <sighs> okay. Your next yeah. takes it. Sorry, guys. Yes. Jack Ryan or the Fifth Element?
3: <gasps> oh. oh, oh, jeez.
1: I, I, I will go Fifth Element if for no other reason other than it's a visual feast.
4: It is. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It's comic book silly fun. It's,
1: it's nonsense it's fun. all the yes. way across, but it is pretty to look at. <laughs> Yes, it is.
3: So, I'm. I'm Fifth I, Element I, think
0: I have to too. go. i yes,
1: It's Fifth Element.
0: I'm
3: going to go with Jake Reinhold. Shadow, <laughs> Shadows. Black. What was it called?
2: <laughs> Shadow It's the black. Jake Reinhold. <laughs> Cookie Monster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I, think, well, I, I guess Fifth Element for me. Yeah. I'm sorry. Was I still voting?
1: Uh, yeah. Well, yes. But, it was already three. Oh, okay. Zach uh, Ryan or Marty. 1955 Best Picture winner.
3: Uh, I never saw Marty.
4: I haven't seen Marty either, so I think it's going to be down to you two guys to hash this one out.
1: I'll go Jack Ryan because it's at least uh, they're.
0: Oh, thank God!
1: <laughs> Some entertaining. Oh, wow Pete was Pete was afraid Art Artsy Andy was going to
0: rear up. R- I <laughs> was. I thought Andy was going <laughs> to ruin our relationship again. <laughs> I'm not going to fight over Marty.
3: <laughs> <but>. <laughs> <laughs> Now I gotta see this. this. Uh, you
0: know, Jake Reinhold would have been better if Ernest Borgnine <laughs> were in it.
1: <laughs> Ernest I'm gonna, Reinhold.
2: I'm gonna go with the fifth element: <laughs> uh, uh,
1: Jack Ryan or the Blob, 1958. Oh, Steve McQueen, the, people, Steve. The, blob. McQueen. the original Blob.
2: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm actually a huge fan of the yes. remake of the Blob. Wow. So, did you ever see the first oh, no. blob? The one? I've seen both, but I was actually a really big fan of the the second one. I thought it did really brave, weird things. You
0: did see when he got stuck down our the film. drain, right?
2: Yeah, I did. I saw that. Okay, and they killed a child. Yeah, they did. That. Yeah, in a very very early uh, year. Wise, they killed a child. I thought that was pretty phenomenal. What's the question? <laughs> <laughs> and please don't record me saying that's, they that's killed gonna a child. That's going to be a ringtone. That's phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Uh. The Blob. Oh, totally
1: the
0: Blob.
3: The Blob. The Blob. I don't know. I've never seen the Blob.
1: <sighs>
3: <sighs> Have you seen the, the Church stuff? Church. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh. I nice. oh.
1: keep it easy from the inside. Yeah. yeah. I'm just...
3: I got two movies I got to watch this weekend: the stuff and the Blob. Anything else? <laughs> <laughs> the the
1: Locust. Uh. Yeah. I don't know.
3: Marty.
4: Speaking of children <laughs> being killed, you know. Yeah. Oh.
1: That's right. All right, Jack Ryan or Strange Days? Ugh. Oh, oh. You, can, you can already tell where Jack Ryan's falling it's... to.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love the trailer of Strange that's Days. Exactly, I know yeah. you didn't yeah. like the yeah. movie. That the opening,
1: the opening ten minutes is great too. But yes, yeah. well, the rest of it is not worth it. Yeah, totally pick Jack Ryan over that. Oh yeah, yep. Jack Ryan. Yeah, Jack Ryan. All, All right, was... number one twenty-six out of one thirty-one. Only strange days, Marty. Now you see me. Scoop and Rush fall below Jack Ryan. That feels wow. about right. <laughs> yeah. Wow.
2: That actually seems harsh, even though I <laughs> talked a bunch of s about that film. That's yeah. kind of harsh. Okay. It,
0: it does. It does feel hurtful. But you got to remember, we've got 125 really great movies. Yeah. After it. Like what? Hey guys, it's like what? Just like what?
4: Like what? Yeah. Well, we've always talked about that. There's some re ranking because yeah. there's well, there is like some re ranking, but there the, are a the lot. The whole this is... Oz the Great and whatever. Yeah, no, the no, Oz sorry. is out of place. That, that didn't go
0: below. That's out of place. No, that needed to yeah, fall with a bullet. But but it's it is hard. We can deal with that every week, right? It's a it's a, there are just all, yes. there are too many movies. There are they just need to slow guys. down.
3: Well, I'm just surprised because you guys have done other ones that I'm surprised it didn't fall below.
0: Yeah, we I think we tried our
2: hardest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean,
0: that's coming up, we, we, uh, so that's, uh, that's where we are. This is, this is January. This is the, Jan- this is what January doth bring. And, <laughs> right. uh, and so we're, here's hoping that, uh, February, uh, doth bringeth something, uh, more entertaining. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, so, hey, I think that's it. Do we have any other news to report? Are we done? This has been an epic show.
1: I think yeah. that is it.
0: All right, everybody. Hey, uh, Chad Stoops, thank you, sir.
3: Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me back.
0: Tom Metz, thank you, sir. Always a pleasure.
2: Thank you, Chad, for coming back.
0: Steve Sarmento, lovely and talented, as always. Thank you. And Andy Nelson, my friend, I will see you next week. If his computer's working. Yeah, uh, yeah. (laughs) roll the dice every week. And I'm Pete Wright. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this epic Uh, largely uh, 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 I think out of step with how good this movie was. Long show. Thanks for listening and we will see you next time on The Next Reel. supposedly so much better than the movie. We've also explored Stephen King epics like The Dark Tower and It, biopics like Damien Chazelle's First Man,
1: and sweeping sagas like Denis Villeneuve's take on Frank Herbert's Dune.
0: And don't forget Martin Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon, based on David Graham's nonfiction book about the 1920s murders of the Osage Nation. I just finished the book, and it's fantastic.
1: It's always fascinating to look at the source material, and we often do as the book lovers we are. For those of you out there who love to do the same, head to thenextreel.com slash originals to find all of our past episodes and dive deeper into these adapted stories. And it's not just stories.
0: We've included things like the video games Uncharted and Detective Pikachu.
1: That's right. thenextreel.com slash originals is your one-stop shop for in-depth looks at the sources for cinematic adaptations that we have discussed. Every purchase you make supports the Film Board and The Next Reel's family of shows.
0: So what are you waiting for? Head to thenextreel.com slash originals and get your next read today.